Hi guys, glad you can listen to this episode. Few things that you should know before. I have been getting over a cold, hence why I sound like I'm going through puberty. So I hope you enjoy my voice cracks in this episode as much as I enjoyed listening to them again as I was editing. And I want to apologize for my pronunciation of Keanu. Keanu? Keanu? I don't know how to say his name. But I'm bound to disappoint people with how I do it in addition to saying other phrases and names wrong. So just make this a blanket sorry for all that, but I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and good, good start. Off to a great start. Welcome to Super Serious Movie Men. I am Daniel and I am joined by Kevin again. Hello. Shalom, Daniel. <laughs> How are you doing, Kevin? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. I just saw Uncut Gems yesterday, and it was amazing. It leave a, a nice, uh, warm feeling in your heart afterwards? Yes. yes. I'm in a tremendous mood. I can't wait to see you. <laughs> so, Kevin, what if I told you that there was a man of focus, commitment, sheer will, who could kill three men in a bar with just a pencil? Oh, my God. A fucking pencil. Oh, my God. Man who isn't the boogeyman but is the person that you send to kill the fucking boogeyman do you know who i'm talking about liam neeson no i'm talking about paddington ah uh every, every everyone's favorite marmalade bear yeah Hot and he had his marmalade taken for the last time uh-huh and that's just unacceptable yeah no i'm talking of course about the one and only john wick played by keanu reeves amazing movies I have a few questions for you. Yes. When John Wick, the first one, came out in 2014, was it on your radar at all? Do you, did you see it in theaters? I didn't see it until the second one came out, actually. I had, heard, I had heard okay things from it, but I was just like, okay, it just sounds like a schlocky, you know, action movie. It doesn't really have, like, a whole lot to offer, and, I, and it's just a quick cash grab by Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing the, the trailers for it. And I agree with you. It it did seem like a total schlocky thing. It seemed like a direct to Redbox movie. Mm. It had Keanu Reeves in it, which at the time wasn't really a ringing endorsement. No, it, it has a big cast as John Leguizamo, as Willem Dafoe, as Michael Nickfist. It just seemed like okay, T- Tyrion. <laughs> yeah, Tyrion. You mean uh, Theon? Oh fuck, <laughs> <laughs> Theon. That's the <laughs> it has this it has this huge cast We're both sick. <laughs> it has this huge cast and it just it's like it's a man with his dog the first i rewatched the first trailer and it's not good it's not a good trailer no it sells it as a director redbox movie yes when in reality it's it's a well directed well acted action movie yeah with with more heart than you would expect. Yeah. And all around just like like a fun time. And 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 that's the thing about Schlock too, right? Cuz like if it's just done as a cash grab and there's no like soul into it. And then that's, you know, that's how it feels. But this feels like they just went jumped in with both feet heads on like let's just like have fun, like live in this world and it works completely. It seems like they were really passionate about it. Like they mm. had the, they had this good idea. And the director, Chad Stileski, I, th- I believe is his name, 
was actually Keanu's stunt double on the Matrix movies. Oh, really? It seems like he had in mind this movie with action scenes that he had never seen before, and he just wanted to have it made. And so he called Keanu, who I, I don't know if that was the financing he needed, but he knew that Keanu could do complex choreography. Mm-hmm. And they just did it. And it's a lot of fun. It has a lot of style. Yeah. And I wish I had seen it in theaters. Yeah. Well, you did you did you see any of them in theaters? The only one I've seen in theaters is the third one. Yeah. And that's and, and that's another thing about this series is that it's it's only getting better, in my opinion. Uh-huh. I don't know what, I, I don't, well, know, what, I, I don't know what you think. We're going to disagree. Okay. We're, right. we're Kevin and Daniel at odds again. Yeah, no, this this is uh I absolutely love the third one, but we can get there. Yeah, we will. Going into the first one, why do you think it's successful? I think right from the get-go it establishes like what it is in terms of like its setup. It's like it's just it follows all the tropes of this hardened hardened guy trying to get out of the life. He's got the car, he's got the girl. He's got the dog, and then it all gets ripped away from him, you know, in like in like a pretty like box standard way. What and once you get sold on that of, of like what this is, and then it just it just has has fun, and then and then you're you're just you're just on for ride. It it isn't complicated, and because of that, you're able to just like sit back and relax and enjoy. That's why I like it. Yeah, and you're right. It's not complicated, but it succeeds in having the skeleton of a successful movie. So so John Wick isn't the super complicated character. He's a former hitman whose wife dies and her last dying action was sending him a dog so that he could still love mm-hmm. afterwards. And then the dog gets killed and he he needs to seek out revenge because of it. It's very simple. There's not a lot of complicated dialogue. There's not a lot of no, there's not a complicated plot, but it has that that bare bones mm-hmm. to be a movie. And I think I think a lot of lesser films, like the direct to Redbox thing, they don't make the character likable enough, or they don't they have their premise and they yeah. don't commit to it enough to yeah. make you care about it. You could see it in like the way he talks. He just talks like this in everything he says, <laughs> and he didn't he didn't know love. Yeah, the way the supporting cast acts too, it's like everyone's afraid of him, right? You know, he's 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 the boogeyman, and he's just like played up as this big myth, you know. And then when you see him, you know, get to do his mm-hmm. thing, it's 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 like, oh hey, this is the guy, right? Yeah, I so I rewatched all all three movies to prepare for this, and what I really like about the first one is the action seems really justified all the fight scenes there there's a cause and effect to the screenplay the mafia attacks him and so then he has to retaliate it's not just we're gonna fight all the time which uh mm-hmm. to me seems more like the sequels mm-hmm. which we'll get to it all seems justified mm-hmm. and and earned a little more i mean you see you see keanu reeves cry in this movie i don't know how often you get to see that how do you feel about Keanu typically? Um, I don't think I've seen him in a whole lot other than The Matrix. Yeah, he and The Lake House. <laughs> Have you seen The Lake I've House? Seen the Lake House. Oh boy! Yeah, that was that was, that was good. So, uh, comparing this and The Lake House, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a that's a thing about you know Keanu is that he. At the end of the day, he doesn't have a whole lot of range, right? 
No, he doesn't. So it it works in his favor to pick rules that lends itself well to you know what he does, right? And this is it. You know, he's there's not a whole lot of dialogue. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't have to emote a whole lot. He's 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 got like a couple of like things to do, and he just needs to look cool while while he does it. Yeah, and and I think he's actually skilled in pulling off the quieter moments. Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't put Keanu behind a, a dialogue driven script. Yeah. But there's certain moments in this where he looks feral. He, he's able to conv- convey stuff just with his body and his facial expressions that are good enough for me. Mm-hmm. But it's like you said, I mean, I think he was perfectly cast in The Matrix because I think in that movie, you need a character who's just like everyday guy 1.1. Yeah. He has a really solid arc in that movie. And I think it sells it because of his, because he always looks vaguely confused. Yeah. And is always saying, whoa. Yeah. I like him in this a lot. He's very clearly a well, able to, able to handle action scenes very well. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like, he's kind of like Tom Cruise in that regard. Yeah. Where regardless of his acting talent, he's able to do some amazing stuff on screen. Mm-hmm. And therein lies the work of the supporting cast, right? Is because I feel like if you took the whole script and you looked at all the dialogue of the supporting cast and you look at like it's more pages than <laughs> than what he has to say, yeah, yeah, and it lends itself well to the character too. You know, he's this guy. He's he's like a force of nature, right? It like he he comes at you and he and he and he's gonna kill you and he's not gonna say anything because he's because he's the boogeyman, right? So it, Baba it it adds to the enigmatic presence i feel the sporting cast is so strong it's like okay we're, we're making keanu the lead in this movie so we have to populate the movie with very interesting people mm-hmm. do you have some of the favorites of the cast in the first one yeah um i liked uh hang on it was theon's dad uh that's michael nickvist yeah i like him i think he he has an amazing he has an amazing scene where like he he, he finds out what his uh, son does and then and then and then he's like you you idiot and he like beats on him a little bit and then but like at the end he embraces him you know and like he, like there's still love like of a father in there you know mm-hmm. and what's funny is that that's more of like an emotional arc than I feel like that that John John Wick goes through <laughs> yeah. He just kind of like is sad when he looks at the puppy. He, he looks at his car. He looks at, at at his girlfriend. But you know, you can tell that like this guy loves his son. You know, and mm-hmm. like, and he's doing what he has to do. He needs to he needs to kill John Wick to save his son. You know, and that's and that's really compelling to me. Mm-hmm. Is it your favorite father child trope? <laughs> if he was a girl, then yeah. <laughs> if it was a daddy daughter, then 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 this would have this would have done it for me. Oh, that would have been interesting. Yeah. If it, if it was a daughter. Yeah. Oh, that would have been very interesting. Yeah. So to talk about Alfie Allen as Yosef, the son who breaks into John Wick's home, kills his dog, and steals his car, he is so gross and pathetic. <laughs> you feel sorry for him. And I think I want to give credit to Alfie Allen because he specializes in those characters, I guess, at this point. Yeah. I saw him in a Jojo Rabbit. Is he in that? He's in Jojo Rabbit, yeah. Is he good? He has like six lines of dialogue, but he has like four minutes of screen time, which is funny. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He doesn't talk a whole lot, but I would say from he doesn't super break the mold. I guess. I mean, I mean, I mean, he he kind of breaks the mold in that movie. Mm-hmm. It's not a good movie. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. 
I know I'll, there's the response to it is kind of mixed. Yeah, I I I saw it for what it was, and I was like, this is. I mean, I don't know. It's because I've seen uh, Tiger's other movies, you know, and it it doesn't really live up, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But what are we talking about? <laughs> John Wick. Ah, yes. don't don't worry, that will be edited out. <laughs> <laughs> Or um, not. <laughs> what I love about this movie is, what I love about the action in this movie is, it does a good job in establishing the geography of the sequence in which the action takes place, and the whole series does this very well. But you spend like the first like twenty minutes of him being in his house. He walks to his house, so you get a good lay of the land of like where that invasion that house invasion takes place you know mm-hmm. so when he's in the hallway like chewing the guys and when like like and he's in the kitchen you already know like all the tools he has at his disposal you know and like where he, he can he can get the drop on guys yeah yeah and you've spent enough time with the space that it's not foreign to you exactly what i like about the first john wick is there's really a conservative amount of action scenes in it Mm. I counted up the action scenes over the three movies. Arguably, there are five scenes, five action scenes in the first one. There's seven in the second one, and there is 12 in the third one. Nice. And I think I like the first one the best just because it's so, it's restrained. And I think think you need to have that restraint because ultimately what I think the movie is about is John showing that revenge is not good Mm -hmm. because- at the end of the movie, when he finally faces down with um, uh, Vigo, uh, it just seems it's so pathetic. And I think he realizes, oh, this is all about my wife. This is not what she would have wanted me to do. It wasn't really worth it. And then he gets another dog. Yeah. And they they sail off into the sunset. Yeah. I, I don't think they expected this movie to do as well as it did. Yeah. No, I don't either. Yeah. So so when they they more or less close the arc at the end of this movie and tasked with like hey this did so well you need a second one they're like fuck okay he needs to (laughs) he needs to have a reason to fight again and so there so there you go on the second one and the third one and 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 have all the cool action scenes which i love by the way i think the other two are fantastic movies Mm -hmm. because it 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 plays more into the schlock you know and not only that but like it 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 does so more into lore too i'm interested in like the society and its rules and and how and 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 what you're allowed to do and and how big it is, you know. I I, I think they did a really good job there. But we well, we can get there. Uh, I'm trying to think of more things to talk about in the first one. What's what's your favorite action scene in the first one? It would honestly have to be the home invasion, because how well he knows the space and how well you know the space and it feels like home to him and it's like kind of being taken away from him and it's like it's it's the first time where he's like back into it and then you're like oh this is the guy that they've been talking about this this guy's a a, a killer he's, this he's is a, what he's capable of ex- exactly yeah 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 and it, it also plays with verticality well he's got the scene where uh he's, he's, there's that shot where he's upstairs and he, and he kills that guy and he and, and and then he gets downstairs and like you really get to play with the space mm-hmm. where i feel like in the other scenes it's it's it, it kind of just feels like a chase yeah he's yeah. trying to get you know, Theon like running, running through places, and like, and that's creative, and that's fun. But uh, I feel like it's it, it's not as tight. Yes, they're all very good. I like the um, and this this scene had a huge impression on me when I first saw it. Is the nightclub scene? Yeah, where Theon is at this fancy club, and he's in this the hot tub basement. Yeah, and John Wick sneaks into the building and starts killing people covertly, and then his presence is known. 
and it's just it's it's not like the first action sequence which is very good it's different it's more stealth oriented and it's helped by this wonderful color scheme and this terrific backing track the song is called think by Kalida, and it just creates this perfect atmosphere of action and character and there's this one shot where john kills someone and he and theon make eye contact and there's a close-up on john's face you see that feralness that has come out because of what theon has has done to him yeah i want to give credit to keanu reeves because you know everyone us included talk about him not being the best actor but i believe him in that moment i believe okay this this guy is unhinged and he's not the quiet man who just wants to drive around in his car with his dog anymore he's he's a cold-blooded murderer yeah yeah no totally i'm watching a scene right now and, and to take it back to that there's, there's there, there's this part where he's, he's flying this guy and then uh he gets hit over the head with a bottle and and then he gets john gets like thrown on the, the the ground yeah from the top floor to the bottom floor and that and and the way he falls like you can really like feel the hit mm-hmm. that, was, that, that was a you know that was a good shot and they spliced it well in editing it's also good to see that john isn't indestructible mm-hmm. that guy legitimately beats him yeah and like he gets shot and you see him bleeding and you see him like walking around and he's like and, and he's actually hurt yeah mm-hmm. john john is more vulnerable in this one physically vulnerable Mm-hmm. He get he gets beat several times, and I think I think now is a good time to transition into the second one. You have this great closed arc that is the first movie, then the movie's successful, and they're like, "Hey, do uh, you guys want to make another one? We'll give you more money." Yeah, and everyone was probably very excited. They're like, "Oh, of course, we're going to be able to do more stuff. We're going to be able to do what we actually wanted to do." So you saw the second one in theaters. I saw the third one in theaters. Oh, so you, you only saw the second one and the first one at home then? Yes. After John Wick came out, then it's announced we're doing a second one. What are your thoughts on that? The second one is like the one where I actually started paying attention, right? Because the first one became like a cult classic pretty soon, right? Uh-huh. I saw that and then, well, I heard about the second one. So I watched it. I was like, okay, hey, I'm actually like into this tone. You know, I'm into this vibe. So like, let's, let's see the second one. Saw the second one. It understands what it is so much and it understands the atmosphere and i was hooked by the second one mm-hmm. it's like a better made it's like the first one with more production value yeah it's like a season two yeah it's like it's like it's like now that you know what like the lay of the land is now you can just explore you know what it is that you've laid down mm-hmm. and i think it does that very well in terms of like the society in terms of like the rules ian mcshane like explains to him as like hey jonathan you... yeah this happens in the first you, one what have you done jonathan right where he kills somebody and then now he's like he's like on like the blacklist right mm-hmm. for the for for the second one the the plot of the second one is that because John came out of retirement to get revenge on Vigo and his son someone who John owed a favor to in the past comes out and says hey what the hell man you're working again you still owe me this favor and John doesn't want to do it of course because we need conflict yeah, they keep pulling him out. They go pulling. He keeps Just trying to go out. out. They, they pull him right back in. So my problem with the second one, okay, is that it doesn't have that emotional core that the first one does. I mean, the first one, it's not a best picture material movie, but it <laughs> it it has that 
okay, he's he's sad about his wife, and that's good enough. And that's when I feel you guys wanted to make the movie, but you didn't know how to create motivation again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you were given more money to do everything you wanted to do, but you lose that you lose that intimacy and emotional attachment or emotional. Mm-hmm. emotional investment that the first one has and that made it special i mean right out the bat mm-hmm. the second one starts with an action scene and i'm like whoa where where am i what we're just going he's, right he's into it try, he, he's getting his car back right yeah because it was stolen and then and then it leads into this in this this whole fight which, which was amazing by the way it is because it includes like him like running over guys with his car there's something like that they just kind of played with at the end of the first one like car car scene with this but like it's a big open with it it, it explodes from from the get-go it's like hey we got more money bitches <laughs> is that an issue for you that you feel like the movie doesn't have an emotional core we've we've talked about this when it comes to action movies in which it's really hard for for action movies to do that right because it, it's it's i feel like the action movie hasn't evolved as much as the horror genre has in terms of like you can have like a big engaging thoughtful wide theme arc in the movie that has amazing action in it as well. Exactly, but you can't really do that with like action movies. The only one that really comes to mind that pulls it off in a good way is Logan. And even in Logan, the action wasn't super great. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was like it was good, but it wasn't John Wick good, right? No. And like in in in, in Mad Max, like it's there, you know. But is it like a presence? You know, is it like is it is it the reason why you watch the movie? Not really, you know. The action so, or the emotional, the emotional is not is not really why you watch Mad Max, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 the action isn't why you watch Logan. At the end of the day, it's not. so right. So so action movies, it's a fickle audience in which you have to pick. I was like, are we gonna be an action movie or are we gonna tell a story? And I feel the second and third is is where is is where they laid it down and be like, okay, we want to be known as a movie that you can just turn on and have a good time and see, you know uh neo beating up fools and i think they did a really good job with it they decided okay we are making action movies they doubled down they they they, they had more focus on, on on what they wanted to be and they understand what the what the genre asked of them and 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 it's like okay let's do it this is what this is what people liked about the first one so let's uh let's get more into it do you think that's a good thing though i think the action is better the action's better but if it doesn't have the emotional core doesn't leave as much of an impact I'm satisfied with just watching, you know, to get John Wick action, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm satisfied of watching Logan to, to to get something with like a more emotional core with action. And, you know, I like at the end of the day, I feel that John Wick, there's only so much you can do with this character. Yeah. You know, it's like what like is is he, is he going to get a girlfriend? You know, <laughs> this because this has got a broken guy. Well, that's the that's the great sequel conundrum. Right. is do we do exactly what we did in the first one because it was successful or do we make john wick the travel companion yeah he's traveling across the world visiting different landmarks yeah that's really difficult to do as a filmmaker and if you look at other other series can you can you think of any that that pulls it off in a, in a, in a satisfying way like having the having the sequel be different enough than the first one uh yeah or still has an emotional core both I would say the Dark Knight movies ah. do that pretty well, where, ah. where the action improves and there's still there's still something interesting at stake. Right. And what's funny is like, so 
to do that you need to you need to make a masterpiece <laughs> yeah you need to make a staple in the genre it's a high bar to fulfill i don't think it's successful a lot of the times i would say uh mm. terminator 2 is really good too yeah and that it has a really you'll have your have your gripes with it but it's still there's still stuff concrete in the script that was intended to be emotional I think my problem with with the John Wick sequels is that because the first one laid the groundwork so well that going forward, you know, I still want an emotional connection. And because it's not there, uh, you feel like something's missing. Yeah. Mm. And and because of that, I'm not able to enjoy the action scenes as much because I'm just I think to myself, why? Why do I care about the outcome if only his life is at stake i mean yeah. I, I like john as a character but i need a little more mm-hmm. and and it's it's they kind of wrote themselves into a corner there right because it's like okay let's let's make a movie where the the protagonist the main guy doesn't say a whole lot so all so most of the characterization of him comes from other people mm-hmm. and let's see how that goes <laughs> And yeah. how do how do we do that over three movies? Right, and and let's have and let's have him grow as a, as a character with like two pages of dialogue. <laughs> yeah. So I think they made the right move. They knew what they did well, and it's like, okay, this is what we have. Here's our pieces. Let's make the best stew, mm-hmm. and it, and it's a very tasty stew because of the supporting cast, which which we can get into. Who do you really like in the second one? I like surprisingly common i do too common and him had a had a really great great fight scene and to this day one of the most funniest stare gags in cinema history <laughs> but they're just they're just they're falling and falling <laughs> they're falling and falling and it just cuts and it just they get up and fight again and they fall again and they get up and cut and then fall again that's a really risky thing to do in an action movie because because it's comedy right and like it's not something like super uh, expected it flows really well because it happens in the middle of a fight and it doesn't really stop to draw attention to the fact that it's funny yeah it knows what it is if you want to laugh yeah if you, if you don't want to laugh then here's my reaction to it and it culminates in a really like interesting scene in which like they're at the, the 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 hotel, you know, which like no no business actions can be conducted on the grounds of the hotel, and you know, mm-hmm. and 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 it, and it pulls you back into the lore of the universe, which you know I love. It's not too schlocky for you. It's 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 something it's something I haven't seen before. You know, schlocky movies don't really think about the universe. I feel like they depend on you understanding the rules of their universe based on the universes of other things. Mm-hmm. And I, I I haven't really seen a lot of movies like this, but it's interesting, and to me it works. Yeah, I will say though that scene like where they're fighting and where they, where they fall down the stairs, and then like that is the most you can tell something is a a backdrop set ever i don't know if you could tell but it's really funny oh that they're not really in a historic yeah place. yeah 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 it's got like i'm watching it now it's got like lampposts and in, in, like in, in in the foreground but in the back like you can tell it's just like you know it's just it's just a set and it conveniently ends at the other exactly hotel where, where they just cuts to the, to the to the thing yeah so it's so so when you say schlocky it it still has those elements in there but you can tell it's high class schlock it is high class schlock and you know i i have my gripes with it but there was still there was still a lot of care put into it there was a lot of precision yeah and i mean all all the action scenes are very difficult to do mm-hmm keanu reeves trains an insane amount and he's he's in his 50s what is your favorite action scene in this one the hall of mirrors 
Yeah. Yeah, like easy. I think to to even get the so you're limited in what you're able to do in terms of action because you need to establish like the geography, right? Which is which is we we said that the series is a whole lot more. But imagine you're in a hall of mirrors where you can't place the camera at certain angles and you still need to establish, you know, that geography to know where he is and like know when like and it plays with that idea, right? Where like you don't know where he is, you know, and he's and and it still pulls it off very well. Mm-hmm. And with the lighting, and they're illuminated, and they're 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 fighting, and there's gunshots, and and all this stuff. It just it's 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 a work of art, really. How do we use this gimmick to its full potential? Mm-hmm. And they do. Yeah. There's I you know every time I watch it, I'm still not entirely sure which John is the real John. There's a part where he's yeah. coming out from behind a, a mirror door and one of the henchmen sees his reflection and shoots it. But I still can never find where John actually is in the frame. They move too. And th- there's a scene where like he, he sees a guy through one and then like he, he pushes the mirror up to it's like where the, the guy is and he shoots through the mirror yeah. to kill the guy. It's really crazy. It's really amazing. Also, I, I I forgot about this. They're mirrors. The, the the ceiling is mirrored, so it look yeah. So it's like it's like a, a reflection both on like the verticality of, of it all and, and and the red lighting. Oh, it's so good. Do you think some poor soul had to paint out the camera? Uh, uh, possibly, possibly. Oh my god! But but there are there is an angle in which in which you can play in which like you don't see it, but you may be right. And that is not a fun uh. That that is not a fun task. You still have to find it. Yeah. In this fight is uh, the MMA boxer, Ruby Rose. Is she? She's an... I don't know what she does. I think she was a model. Okay. Okay. How did you like her? She was fine. <laughs> she kind of... She gets her ass kicked by John. Yeah. Yeah. I think she does a good job in being that tough, you know, like, you don't want to mess with her acting person. I just don't care about this the plot that much. Mm-hmm. unfortunately because the the bad guy he just he's he's just the bad guy there's no there's not an interesting dynamic with the son character like in the first one yeah he's just there to be evil and so yeah. then when john kills him at the end i don't really care that much okay now we have to do a sequel yeah because he's not really a threat right no you know he, he he supposedly has all this power over john but like what he does is like send his goons over you know it doesn't like it it doesn't manifest in any like real way that is a danger to John. And John never gets I mean he does get hurt in this one, but it's not he doesn't lose a fight ever. Mm-hmm. Not like in the first one. Yeah. You don't see that vulnerability. It's just a fun action movie. And and when I thought about it, I couldn't even remember like that there was <laughs> that there was a bad guy. <laughs> no, you just you just think about the action scenes. Yeah, you you just got to think about the action scenes. Yeah. And it it was nice to see Keanu and Lawrence Fishburne on screen together again that is true it's funny because like he's had he's made such a an impression that like with morpheus when he acts any other way it's like it's like a whole lot of fun it's like ah <laughs> hello john i'm lawrence fishbone that's that's a really <laughs> good impression you got his you got his cadence down really well yeah yeah, yeah. He's, he's he the word is presence with him right and every time he's on screen he just like all all the attention just goes to him and like characters like that big emotional characters like that are really good in the john wick universe Mm -hmm. so it was it 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 worked out so transitioning into john wick 3 yeah this movie broke me well how does okay well how does the second one end 
the second one ends with uh, John kills the bad guy. Uh huh. And because he broke the rules of the society, he's now on the shit list. So now John must die. Yes. And that that leads into the third one. Everyone is trying to kill John. Every everyone and the grandmother. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm trying to kill John. <laughs> Shit, I could use the money. Yeah, exactly. I got the I got the text. <laughs> and yeah, this this movie broke me. It's exa- it's exhausting. I absolutely loved it. I think this is the best John Wick movie. <laughs> so we're gonna have a lot of fun with this. There's there's absolutely no restraint. It has the biggest budget out of all the John Wick movies. And it really, for me, it reads like the directors were told, hey, you guys can do whatever you want to do. And it's going to sell tickets. And so they did. And it's nonstop action, which I don't think makes a better movie. You need to have those quiet moments, which it, it does, but it doesn't have that emotional core. It's just John going forward with his life even more. I think it's I I think it's not even John really that 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 they're exploring more as a character. They're exploring Winston, yeah. It's not called Winston. <laughs> <laughs> because like what happens what what happens what happens to John in this movie? You know, he like you find out he's Romanian. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 meets up with Elvira <laughs> and then he goes to the desert, you know? But I feel but I feel Ian, Ian McShane's plot, you know, in which, like, he is someone who, out of his principle, stands up and fights for his friend, you know, and, and, and is punished for it. And John and John kind of, like, feels guilt for that. That is the interesting core of this movie. And, and it's pulled off with a really interesting cast. It does have a fantastic cast. Yeah. And, you know, the action scenes are amazing, again. These are the best. Are, are these the best action scenes in the series? Yes, I would say so. Yeah, but they they never stop. the The movie starts. There's this wonderful action scene where John is in this antique weapons store and he's yeah. fighting with a bunch of guys. Amazing. And it it's great. <laughs> it's really gritty. It's really tense. And then there's another action scene afterwards, where he's he's in the sta- the horse stables. And that's where the movie jumps the shark for me because it's like it's it's not about. That's that's all it's about now. What is so crazy about John Wick riding a horse, killing guys in motorcycles? <laughs> and then slapping the horse, <laughs> the horse's butt at the right time so it kicks people in the face. Oh my god, that was so much fun. I'm so glad I saw this in theaters. Yeah, I, that was amazing. I, this has the, the, been the only one I've seen in theaters too, and everyone is cheering. We need to talk about the, the, the first kill, actually, with the book. Oh yes, that was that, that was gruesome. There's there's a shot where he kicks him, and it's like a wide shot where you see him towering over John, and he just like he flies off the frame. Oh, like it, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're yeah. talking about. Isn't it amazing? He That's Spartan like, it, kicks him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fantastic. The, that one was a really particularly uh, brutal kill. I think the kills are getting bloodier, which is something I don't mind really. But he like he he breaks his jaw, and you can really feel it. And, and that seems like oh god okay so the, the this is what that is you hear all the crunches mm-hmm. yeah and then when he stabs the guy in the eye yeah and you think normally normally a camera wouldn't sit on that yeah but it's in close up 
And I remember everyone in the theater, me included, was going, oh, God. Because it's not fast, is right? No, it's, like, it's so slow. Into his, <laughs> into his eye. Yeah. That's about as that's about as bad as the series goes, though, I feel. I don't think it gets any worse than any more a whole lot a whole lot more brutal than that. You gotta dude, you gotta stop touching your pop filter. That was any? Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Okay. Uh I love the scene in which the doctor is operating on him. And it's right about to start, and he and he uh has 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 to stop operating right when it hits like midnight because his uh what was it called shit i forget the name of it incommunicado yeah the the, the, the excommunicado has 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 begun and then john has to finish the has to finish doing the 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 the, the operation and he and and he's got to he's he's got to get the medicine himself yeah it establishes like the rules so well and like right from the get go i was like oh this is like serious and like, man, nobody can help him, you know? And he's really, like, out for himself, you know? Mm-hmm. And he ends up having to shoot the guy at the end because that's how serious the rules go in this. And I think that's a really important scene to have in the beginning because it sets up the stakes of what, you know, there there is in this, and it, and, 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 and it, and it displays the isolation. How important like, the rules are. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, this movie is all about the rules because the the b story is about someone from the high table coming to investigate winston because the rules were broken on his premises yeah D- did you like her by the way the adjudicator what's her name that's she's played by asia kate dylan i think asia kate dylan who is an asian do you like their performance i do i absolutely love it she it, like when when we talk about the rules right she is she's that cold presence right she is the rule book you know she she cuts up lawrence because like he 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 doesn't do what, what he's supposed to do right the high table really has like all the power here you know it's all about like respect and like authority in this you know mm-hmm. and so when winston and john defy that authority you really feel what that means mm-hmm. right and it and, and culminates in 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 that scene at the end where like everybody is being sent out them you know and like this is this is the this is the punishment for not ad- ad- adhering to the rules yeah i love it what's your favorite action scene in this one? Ooh, my favorite action scene it's a tie between i'm i'm counting the first action scene as from the weapon shop to the the motor the motorcycle horse uh escape it's a mm-hmm. tie between that and the raid too i mean the raid with the uh, the guys in the armored, yes, battle sequence is amazing because this <laughs> they pull another they pull another uh, stair gag, except with armor. Do you remember what's the stair gag? The stair gag is like in two. It was common in him falling downstairs, right? And then this one, he gets he, he keeps being thrown to glass con- glass uh, containers of armor, and he just oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just hits every single one. <laughs> And by the third, you're just like, this is ridiculous. This is like so funny. But like what I like about what I like about that is that like, yeah, it's funny, but also it sets up like, hey, this is like John is gonna have a hard time here. John's really gonna have to gonna have to pull it all out because these guys are just like whooping his ass literally left and right. It's yeah. smart. It, but then he wins. But yeah, but then he wins, but you feel it, you know? And the action is like so tight in the sequence because of how well these two martial artists actually are. Like you can tell like they they, they really know what they're doing and I want to see more of them in the next one. He doesn't kill him, which is good. 
But don't you think it's it kind of makes him a boring antagonist, a uh, boring protagonist because he's indestructible? I know he's gonna win at the end. Yeah, you know, like like the, the protagonist always wins at the end. Yeah, for me, it it feels like too much. Mm-hmm. I don't care about any of the action that's going on because it's there's so many people getting killed by John's hand, and he's always successful. Mm-hmm. If I if I know he's gonna win, it's not as interesting to me. Even even if he gets injured in the fights themselves, in this case, it's not as engaging for me. So I just I started tuning out. I wanted it to end. Frankly, I think at the end of the day, you need to enjoy it as a schlock. But but the first one is so good in being both a movie and an action in an action film. I don't think it was a super like compared to the the next two movies as an action film. It's it, it doesn't really compare. You know, I would much rather if I'm if I'm trying to have a good action movie, I would much rather watch two and three. Mm-hmm. more specifically three than like watch one again you know and have to like sit through like okay he loses his dog <laughs> he loses a girl he loses his car you know but that's that's what makes a movie not all movies yeah yeah like every, like, like mad ones. max okay mad max you know like why do you watch mad max right because there's there's great action in it but i also care about the characters and their their <laughs> their plight of escaping from this this slave society yeah yeah, but it's like it's simple, right? It's simple, but it it succeeds at the I don't know. The, this this is going into this episode, this is what I've been struggling with is trying uh-huh. to trying to pinpoint why I like John Wick 1 more than John Wick 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. Because they're all action movies, but there's something about the first one that just works works more for me. Mm-hmm. But it's this it's this weird like like you said, Mad Max Fury Road is action-packed and also really silly, but it also checks that emotional box for me more than John Wick 2 and 3. Yeah. So I've I, this is this is what I've been struggling with yeah. going into this. Your mileage varies depending on how much you like the supporting cast. I I I I guess, you know. When you talk mm-hmm. about when you talk about the Mad Max movie and the Max, uh, when you talk about the the John Wick <laughs> movies, yeah, you got you, you got you got you got me. <laughs> confused uh but you talk about the john wick movies what the the plot is is the characters around john wick right so like mm-hmm. if you like ian mcshane and you like what he's up to then, then then you're gonna have a good time yeah and there's a lot of it like uh we, we didn't talk about the the the, the japanese guy do you, do you know his actor zero yeah mark Dacascos. mark Dacascos. also is... known as the chairman from iron chef american oh really yeah oh my god i didn't Oh, that totally makes sense. Holy shit. He is so much fun. <laughs> and like his 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 personality is so like off kilter and like and, and kooky. Yeah, that's just, like I you can't help but have fun with him. There's a scene like when he like when he when he when he kills him at the end. And he, he has a lot of respect for John, right? And that's and that's what makes it so funny. He's like, Yeah, good fight, right, John? <laughs> and he's like, Yeah. <laughs> good fight. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I had a lot of fun with it. He was great in the movie. He was great in the movie. Everyone's great in this movie. I think the supporting cast is only getting better. Because people take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Lance Reddick has a has a larger role in this when he's when he's at the end and, he, and he's like doing that whole fight, which is amazing, by the way. Once the shotguns come out, oh my god. He, he stayed in for the long game until he, he had more of a role. Yeah. The, stru- the, the editing is and the structure is, is done very well, too, because in the beginning, John is killing guys left and right, right? Mm-hmm. But you get to the end when like guys start to have helmets and he comes out there with a pistol and you see him getting all these headshots and they're not going down, right? 
and he really feels like, oh fuck, like he, he he's gonna be in trouble here. And he gets shot a couple times, and he comes back all like bloodied and and, and battered from you know the, the battle. And and he and McShane's there, I was like, yeah, what up? <laughs> and then Reddit comes in, I was like, here, we're gonna need shotguns. And they and then Mister Weak, yeah, Mister Weak. And he comes back, and like the the first kill is like this guy's head getting it completely like obliterated. And I was like, oh oh man, he's back. Here we go. What a great, what a great visual establishment. Exactly, exactly. It's the, it's that action trope of like setting up and paying off, right? And setting up and, 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 and paying off. Mm-hmm. And I think it, the series is only getting better and it's, and it's, and I'm really excited to see where it's going to go from here. So you're really excited for John Wick 4? I'm absolutely super excited for John Wick 4. Do you think they should stop after 4? Depending on what, depending on like what I, what ideas they have, because it doesn't look like they're they're running out of steam here. I feel like they they learned from the mistakes of the second one. It was like okay, the sec- the action is good, but we need more memorable characters. We need we need a reason to like to to remember this movie. Mm-hmm. You definitely remember this movie. You know, there are forgettable scenes. I feel like Halle Berry scene is forgettable. Yeah, she's. I feel like she's in the movie just to get her in the movie and to do a cool action scene. Yeah. And in their action scene, they kill more people than in the first two John Wicks combined. <laughs> yeah, I feel like her her whole thing with with the with Jerome Flynn, uh, like I was like I don't care about this. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you got a dog, but like the dog is an aspect of John Wick, but it's not like this the, the centerpiece. There's not a motif. Yeah, there's not a yeah. That's weird. Yeah, if there were if there was a dog getting killed in every movie, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a dog gets shot in every movie. Does a dog get shot in the second one? I don't think he does. I just said that. What do you think? Should they stop it in the fourth one? Yes, I. Okay. Yeah. So you're done with you're done with John Wick. I I feel pretty done with John Wick. Hmm. I think the first one is fantastic, and that's the one that I would go to to watch just because it has that emotional core. It feels like it feels like John Wick one was a good excuse to have action scenes in a movie. And as the series has gone on, the excuse has gotten flimsier and flimsier. With mm-hmm. John Wick 4 being... I mean, John Wick 3 ends with John getting betrayed again. And then he's literally asked, John, do you want revenge? And he says, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's so contrived. Yeah. And I, yeah. I I love action as much as the next person. I really do, but I also really love restraint. So yeah, John Wick for me, amazing technical achievements. The first one is my favorite. They're not bad movies by any means, and I would say watch them over any other studio shit that they pedal out. But the the second and third one are not my favorites. And if you are to watch any of them, watch the first one for me. I have the complete opposite opinion as Daniel. <laughs> I believe the first one gets its feet wet and, and, and casts a wide net in what it wants to explore. And then the second and third one, it hones in on like, okay, we're a fun action movie. We're going to have a good time. We're gonna, you're going to see some crazy shit. Like, and here you go. Mm-hmm. And 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 the supporting cast does it well, and I think the creative action does it well, and I think, and I and and I want to see where they're able to take it from here because, let's be honest, no one's doing memorable action aside from like superhero movies, right? Not and even not and even martial, then, this is what's that? Not martial arts cinema. Uh, yeah, least. yeah, yeah. 
And even then, like, I remember more of these scenes than I do in, like, a Marvel movie. You know what I'm saying? Iron Man punches. Right. Alien. Yeah. The only, like, the most memorable thing you get is, like, oh, the fight at the end of Infinity War, right? But it's, like, what what else, you know? Like, do you remember anything else from that, like, how much, $300 million movie? <laughs> I remember that it happened, but I, I see what you're saying. It's not as special as this. Right. Right. So I think I think it would be fair to say that John Wick started this Keanu sance <laughs> and John Wick 4 is apparently coming out the same day as Matrix 4. Did you know about that? I knew it was coming out the same year. I don't know if it was coming out the same day. I think it's the same day. That's funny. I think I think that means you have to make it a national holiday. A, a, a Keanu Keanu day. Yeah, and everyone needs to take the day off to watch both movies. <laughs> But also in the pipeline, he's going to be in Cyberpunk 2077. That's right. Was a highly anticipated video game. Mm -hmm. And then from the same director, he's doing this movie called Rain, where he's playing a character called John Rain. (laughs) Okay. And he's playing an assassin who makes his kills not look like kills. This is a miniseries. We'll see what they do with it. I mean, if they're if they're making interesting movies, that's fine with me. Yeah. Just got to have an emotional core. Yeah. I I, th- I challenge you. I challenge you. What is the most Go on go on as IMDb and tell me what the most emotional core Keanu movie has been. I think the first Matrix. You think the first Matrix? Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. He was you know, he he's sneaky about his range because he's in he's in the the movie Parenthood, where he's playing this this stoner love interest, and he's really good in it. So I like I like Keanu a lot. He's not the best actor, but there's some cases where he's used properly that makes him an underrated actor. Keanu Reeves is in the NBC hit Parenthood. He was in the movie version. <laughs> oh, that Ron Howard did. Oh, okay. I did not know that. What year did that come out? I think 1988. Okay. Okay. And then, I mean, have you seen the movie Speed? You mean uh, Speedy? Spidey. <laughs> with, with, it it with has it. your girl Sandra in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they like that so much. It's like, hey, let's do a lake house movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. I, I've actually never seen Speed, but how does how is his range in that movie? He's really good in Speed. Okay. He he's He actually yells convincingly in it. Yeah. Did you see Point Break? I have never seen Point Break. Okay. Okay. Maybe I should watch Speed. You should definitely watch Speed. Okay. It is a fantastic action movie. Okay. okay. And it's it's still silly, but it's it's committed to it. <laughs> Did you see that the the Simpsons clip? It's like I saw this movie about this bus if it ever uh went below the bus cer- that... <laughs> it was called I think it was called The Bus That Couldn't Slow Down. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> So uh, I think before this gets too out of control, I think we should wrap up. But before we do, um, Kevin, have you watched anything recently that you want to promote? That I want to promote? I In the beginning, I talked about Uncut Gems. I, I, I completely promote that. But what I want to promote that people aren't watching is uh, the second season of Joe Para Talks to You on Adult Swim. Mm. It, it's, it's back... It's tighter than ever. It explores more interesting themes than ever. Uh, and the season finale is this Friday. 
So if you ever if you want to see Joe Para at his best, I highly recommend season two of Joe Para Talks to You. What do you recommend? That's a that's a great recommendation. That is a great. Yep. I have two things. I'll be quick about them. I saw the musical Dear Evan Hansen yesterday. Ah, and it was. I mean, I I have been listening to the soundtrack ever since it came out, and I love the soundtrack. And my big fear with watching musicals is that is I'm going to enjoy the songs. Am I going to like what's in between the songs? And this, it was phenomenal. The production was amazing. They do amazing things with projections and moving projection screens. And it could stand by itself as a straight play without the songs and still have a really engaging story. Yeah. So fantastic. I know it's been out for a few years by now, but if it ever comes to your city, wherever you're listening to this, uh, go see it. It was, it was amazing and heartbreaking, emotional. And the other thing I want to recommend is um, this movie that came out in 2015 called the end of the tour with Jason Segal and Jesse Eisenberg. And it's about, author um oh shit i'm totally blanking on his name it's about uh david foster wallace yeah on his book tour and he's, he's being interviewed by a rolling stone journalist as sort of a profile and i don't want to give too much about the movie but a lot of it is just them talking and having really interesting conversations and i really like the movie because it doesn't it's unobstructive. It doesn't tell you how to feel. The music isn't overbearing. It just sits in the conversation and the discomfort that comes up during them. And it's really fascinating. And I enjoyed both of their performances. And it's on Netflix right now. So I think you should check it out if you get the chance to. It's funny because if you look at real life pictures of David Foster Wallace, they they absolutely nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. It is look. And an out of nowhere performance from Jason Seagal. Right. I don't. What do I know? Uh, did you ever see Forgetting Sarah Marshall? I did not. He was in that. He was also on How I Met Your Mother. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, oh, this guy's he's he's got some range. He does. Uh, I don't want to play Colin or Colin, so I think I think we should just wrap up. <laughs> Can I play with you? Yeah, sure. Surprise me with something. Okay. Uh. Okay. Okay, Kevin. What? Which Colin is engaged to Scarlett Johansson right now? Yes, Colin Farrell. And that was a trick question. It's actually Colin Jost. God damn it! <laughs> you got me. <laughs> All right. Which, uh, which Colin stars in the 2006 adventure comedy drama TV show Eureka? That's a thing. Yes. And either of them were in it. A Colin is in it. <laughs> You're <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> uh, neither of them are in it. it uh, that's right. It's, it was Colin Ferguson. <laughs> oh, I remember that show. <laughs> I remember. Uh, let me let me clarify that. I remember seeing the commercials for that show. I think everybody did. <laughs> they really pushed it. I don't. I don't know how it got so many seasons, but I don't. I to this day, I've met a single person who has ever watched it. One more. One more. Yeah, give which, me another one. Which Colin plays uh, Preston in 2005's King Kong? It was hard. Uh, 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 well, I know it's neither of them. Did you see Untraceable? 
Untraceable. Did you see the house bunny? Is you... it? Wait. Colin Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. I should have said okay. Fargo. You would, but you would have gotten it immediately. Well, the fact that I got it from the house bunny. <laughs> <laughs> that does a lot. But <laughs> you're viewing habits. All right. That was fun. All, right. All right. This has been another fun episode of Super Serious Movie Men. Uh, thank you for your time, Kevin. Yes. Thank you for your time. I'm Daniel. And I'm Kevin. And we'll see you next time. Bye.